All right, so Stephen's with us today, and Stephen, you are one of our most frequent guests. It's because you don't have that many friends. I mean, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. It's true, but I realize because we go back so far... uh, that we just like start rambling and start talking and sometimes I think we leave people completely just like going what in the world to talk about. So I thought we might actually talk a little bit today about like I just figured the podcast would probably be like it was when you know we're in normal conversation where people are just kind of along for the ride and okay. That's that is kinda of how it's turned out to be. But uh you know I, I did thought think we might give just a little bit of like backstory to you know, fortunately, so Jada's not with us today. If you're not, if you're listening to this one and not watching it on YouTube, she's but Kylie. She's just not here today. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> Kylie is here. It's not that she's like no, not no longer with us. You know. So like, you and I share similarities. Well, actually, I did not start martial arts training until I was a young adult, as in young adult, as in like nineteen. Um. Kylie started basically since she could walk. And you're right there in between us. It's true. Yeah. So I thought it would be just kind of fun to talk today about a little bit of like, okay, like going into like how you get into martial arts and then kind of moving from martial arts into self-defense kind of perspectives of everyone at the table. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, it's... It is different, and we've talked about it on the podcast before. Martial arts is not necessarily self-defense. It's true. Just because you're a martial artist does not mean you can actually defend yourself on the Looking street. Looking at you, Kung Fu guys. <laughs> Looking at y'all hard. <laughs> I, think, I, I think when we did that podcast, Tai Chi was like the big thing I kept going back to all day. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there might be some principles, but like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, also the fact that you made... Last tournament I went to, you literally made me flex on the Kung Fu guys in every category and told me that I could not leave until I beat them all. <laughs> Your exact words were, "This the continuous sparring event will not be won by a Kung Fu Verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I try not to get too much into the whole style thing, but... Um, it's true. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, hey. You Kung know. Fu is just weird. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Fu people are just weird. It's the martial art for dudes with ponytails. All right. Um, so, and I know the kind, of, the kind of comments we're going to get is like, but wait a second. Karate was heavily influenced by Kung Fu. Uh, yep, you are correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and again, you know, when I look at, and yeah, we're a karate school. That probably could be another. We had Ian Abernathy on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think I actually want to have him back on again and talk to him again because that was a lot of fun. Um, and we were all like completely dead asleep. Me and Kylie and Jada were all just like completely like, oh man, I don't know. None of us had slept well the night before. Uh, so I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like he carried the podcast cause he was the only one with like really positive vibes. Yeah. When I look back at the video, we're all sitting there like, uh, and he's just like, Hey guys, you know, I've never seen him not happy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is just like one of the happiest people. And I was like. That was that was amazing. What people didn't see was like that was like so amazing because we're sitting there looking completely dead, and he is just like wide Woo! awake and excited the entire time. And I'm like, man, I don't <laughs> like how, how do you do that? Because if I'm talking to three people who are like 
then I'm yeah. probably going to be drugged down to their level. He was not. I went off on a tangent there. Anyway, I think we're going to have him <laughs> on again talking about like um, how you know the martial arts should kind of be growing and evolving and stuff like that. I think that would be a right. fun conversation to have with him. But in the meantime, so what? When we say, I don't like to tell people we do karate. And I know that kind of sounds kind of funny, but I think you get it. Yeah. Because what we do, when you say karate, people think um, uh, Cobra Kai, you know, yeah. the karate kid, all this stuff. And you got all this stuff. It's like, that's, you know. But most people are like, well, that's not real fighting. The people that understand a little bit more will say that's not real fighting. You're like, yeah, it's not. And that's not yeah. what we do. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and, and there's a lot of... Um, I mean, I think a lot of it comes from, like, two different places. And, like, you know, one's the sports side of things. And I'm scratching at the table because I have ADHD. Yeah, don't do that. It gets put on the – Yeah, it's, it's going to get worse. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, cause one side comes from, like, the sports side of things, which is really, really fun and I enjoy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's – You know, but then you have a lot of people with inflated egos because they're really, really, really good sport guys. And then you get them in here on the mats where you're either continuously fighting or somebody gets taken down or something like that. And then they're like, ooh, you know, like I'm now you're, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if you're a good grappler and you're fighting somebody who's never grappled before, it's kind of like fighting a baby, you know, like yeah. they can struggle a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And then you just kind of wait that out and then they're really tired. You beat them up and, uh, you know, but like, you know, and then you also have like the, super traditionalist side of, of things too, which I think can also be equally as destructive where, you know, um, I think like one thing that I find like really um, misplaced is like, oh, well, well we don't spar. We, we only teach self-defense. And it's like, what do you mean you guys don't spar? Like, oh, no, no, we only teach self-defense. We, you know, you would be seriously injured if you, you came in here. And it's like... Yeah, but now you have no visible metric to like measure how you can actually fight. You so, know? and I'm, I'm so I think there needs to be like a split kind of of in between yeah. where you do like you know a certain amount of sport, but like also and especially with our our self defense and stuff like that, we always did it real time against an opponent that was not trying to hurt you, but was definitely giving you measurable resistance. Yeah, they're not or, working uh, with you. They're not sitting yeah. there being a, a you know. And I've actually gone to. And, and, and if anybody's listening to this and this is um, your school or if anybody's listening to this and this is the way your school operates or anything like that, uh, it's no offense to anyone. It's really not. Uh, it's just not the way we do it. Uh, I've been to other black belt testing and I'm watching stuff and it was like, okay, how do you, you know, I'm watching these guys. Okay. Oh, self-defense section. I'm very interested in these guys' self-defense. Bless you, Kylie. Uh, I'm very interested in watching these guys' self-defense. And then I watch, and all it is is pre-programmed self-defense that's just, like, choreographed. Yeah. Anyway, so like, like you were saying, it was, it's kind of all pre-programmed and choreographed, so you lose any of the troubleshooting, like, well, this didn't work. I need to do something else. Yeah. And uh, so you, you can only get that through resistance, and you can only recall under stress what you perfected under stress. So you can yeah. only people have this have this preconceived notion that they're going to rise to the occasion and you're not. You're going to fall to the level of training that you have, and even below that, the level of training that you've mastered. Yeah. And if I'm going to drop that even lower than that, probably the level of training that you have recalled under stress before. Which I mean, if 
if you're in your school and you're never at some point like sucking wind and you're like, I could die, <laughs> you probably need to find somewhere else. You know, yeah, like, yeah, to, yeah. I and mean, it's a, I mean, but it's the fact of the matter, and it's 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 human nature. Nobody wants to do what they suck at. That's the truth. Which is why schools do katas. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we had guys, we've had guys come in before, and they find out that we don't, you know, do stuff. They'll come in from other styles. And they, one of two things happens, uh, and I'm not I'm not trying to say like you know we're the, we're the best freaking school around or anything like that. Yeah, that's not what I'm trying to say. When because we have a particular niche that we are working in, and that is we have somebody asked me the other day. It's like okay, um, you do Kyokushin? I says yeah. He said okay, tell me about Kyokushin. Okay, so let me back up. If you're going to go to another Kyokushin school, we're not like that. Yeah. If you're looking at any kind of traditional karate school, we're not like that. Um, you know, I've got all of these things that I have done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as far as like the way we teach Kyokushin around here, it's like MMA and combatives wrapped in a nice kind of Kyokushin karate gi. You know, it's a, I yeah. mean, it's like, like, you know, traditionally, I think a lot of Kyokushin, their self defense came from like Aki Jiu Jitsu. We're not touching that crap. Yeah. Um, but, but also, anyway. on, on the other hand, Masayama did a lot of groundwork in the original so, curriculum. So, actually, uh, you know, when he come into, when he kind of, like, created his school, and, like, he wasn't out, like every other old guys back, that, back then, they wasn't out to, like, start a style. They were out to start a school. Yeah. And his school was named Kyokushin, and the Kyokushin Kai. And he was, um, he was a fourth-degree black belt in Koshin Judo. Yeah. Uh, fourth degree black belt in or Goji Ryu. I don't I remember, but he was a black belt, some something degree black belt in Goji Ryu and Shotokan. So he had these three things. Goshen Judo was specifically the style of judo that Brazilian Jiu Jitsu came from. Yeah. So yeah, they mainly did groundwork. It wasn't the throws and the stuff. Most of their stuff was groundwork stuff. Yeah. You know, and going back and actually reading because I get to be, I, I, I'm a nerd. You know, we, we've yeah. said this before. Uh, so going back and actually reading guys that were in his school, they were like, yeah, it was all bare knuckle. It was all full contact. He didn't care if it was standing or on the ground. It was just fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, see what happens, you know? That sounds lovely. So we have taken this. Yeah. Uh, we awesome. <laughs> We have taken this to more of the philosophy behind what he was doing than necessarily stylistically exactly what he was doing. Exactly. Because it's that same thing with, like, I know I've heard other guys say, and I completely agree. If what you're doing is not growing and evolving, then you are slowly regressing. I was talking to a class the other day. I was like, you know, you have no idea how many thousands of dollars I spent in training myself last year. Mm-hmm. I, every once in a while, I have somebody like, you still go and train? I was like, I got five, I got black belts in five different styles of martial arts, and I'm a combatives instructor, and I'm a firearm, you know, pistol, rifle, and shotgun instructor, you know. And yes, I am still going and training constantly because there. If you're not growing, then you are shrinking. Exactly. If you don't use it, you lose it. If you're not gaining something new, like if you're not learning anything, at a point you're not going to have anything left to give as an instructor. And I think like that is an astute failure as an instructor. Yeah. You know, you should be you should be a better student than you are an instructor at all times. And I feel that, that you know, like regardless of what you're doing, you know, obviously, I agree. you know, if I was teaching paleontology, which I know nothing of. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you know, like, I'd be digging into that because it's like kind of my job. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it's it's really true. Um, I, I am definitely huge on further education, and the moment that I run to the end of my knowledge, and if I just say, look around, and go, ah, I'm good here. That end, it's either going to shrink in from the back, mm-hmm. or it's going to start shrinking in from the front. But I'm losing something somewhere. Yeah. I, I realized we've kind of like gotten a bit off. We started talking all martial arts and stuff like that, which is actually cool, but it's not really the our plan for this podcast. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's okay, right? It's cool. Yeah, we didn't really discuss what the plan for this podcast was. We, I think we just started talking, and started recording, and yeah. Yeah. I had one. I had one vision. We kind of like no. <laughs> I like where we're going though. So, but I think um, I hope you guys. I think okay what's what's. More important to me, especially like young and young martial artists and stuff like that, end up getting drawn into different styles and things like that. And, you know, that's really important to them. You know, like getting that black belt's awesome and it feels great and, you know, that kind of thing. Which, you know, I love my black belt. It's awesome. It's sitting up there. But, like, like, you know, it's really cool. But then I think for me it was the biggest difference after black belt was I realized that concepts matter more than techniques. Yep. Exactly. So, like, you know, if I can understand the concept of how, you know, I mean, even just like weight distribution and, and stuff like that, the, that makes a huge difference. If I can understand concepts, I've picked up things so much faster and it translated everywhere. But the fact of the matter is you're not, you're not a martial artist if you only know one thing. Exactly. Like, you're a, you could be like, you know, you can do like super awesome kicks and you could be a super dope Taekwondo guy. That probably means you spend way too much time on your hair and you might be a bit flamboyant, but you could be an awesome Taekwondo guy, but that doesn't make you a martial artist. It makes you a Taekwondo guy. Like, if you can't, if no, you no, can't. No, they're martial artists. It's the same thing as, like, like uh, you know, people talk about wrestling. Uh, I've heard some guys, like, wrestlers trash martial arts, and I'm like, dude, you realize wrestling is a martial it art. Is a, it is a martial it art. It is, like, like, one. It is a very. Okay, like, if, if you're pure Taekwondoists, you know, and just all the kicks and stuff. And, it, again, uh, I, you know, I, I've learned from some Taekwondo guys. i got some good good yeah. friends that are Taekwondo guys. So, uh, but, uh, so, Steven's always painting me into a corner here. Uh, I, was, I got big love for the Taekwondo guys. Your, your kicks hurt, you know. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to cry on your husband's shoulder or anything. It's all right. Ah. <laughs> uh. No, I'm just playing. Big love for the Taekwondo guys, but it's just a it's just a representation. It could have been anything like I think boxing's a good one. People for whatever yeah. reason have like this preconceived notion that every fight that they get in is gonna be like, you know, freaking Rocky Four and they're gonna stand up the whole time and like mm-hmm. slug it out and they're gonna scream Adrian at the at the end of it. And it's just that's not how it exists. You're probably gonna hit that dude one time and then he's gonna tackle you and smash your head into a parking divider. Or like, <laughs> I was actually at a fight where a um, it was a like an organization that had boxers and kickboxers and MMA. They did all three, mm-hmm. and they had that style ring. Well, they had one of their boxer guys from that organization fight a kickboxer guy under kickboxing, or maybe a boxer fighting MMA guy under kickboxing. It was under kickboxing rules either way. Yeah. They come out, and like real kickboxing rules. So this whole yeah. kickboxing where you can't kick above the waist is crap. I can't stand it. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, they come out. And the kickboxer guy kind of wham leg kicks the boxer. The boxer basically stops, looks at the ref, and complains. And the ref is like, "Nah, this is this is cool. Go and welcome to the Thunderdome." <laughs> <laughs> 
They go back out, and the boxer comes at him a couple times, and that kickboxer, wham, kicks him in the leg again. Yeah. Knocks the boxer down. It takes him down uh, at that point. He just falls. And when the ref walks over to, like, make him stand back up, he, like, dives out of the ring and leaves. From two leg kicks. Well, the same thing. I also I, I don't remember <laughs> who it was that said it, but he's sitting right beside me. Um, I remember at some point, and I quote, where the guy was like, "Are you a fighter? Or are you MMA?" <laughs> <laughs> and you looked at him and said, "No, I'm a fighter. Those guys are boxers." Okay, so a little bit of backstory on that, just for the fun of it. Okay, so we were. <laughs> I was. Um, I was at a particular event, and I fought for an organization that very similar they had they put on boxing fights and mixed martial arts fights um the boxing commission mma was pretty new in our state before then i either had to fight in um smokers or i fought i did go to virginia like once and fight and it was just kind of it was different um, but anyway, the Boxing Commission, man, they looked at, like, the Ultimate Fighter TV show. Yeah. And they, they looked at those guys, and they just thought that was how all MMA guys were. So, like, he gets up, man, he's just running his mouth just constantly about everybody in MMA. This was right before the fights. I mean, this was, like, yeah. the pre, pre-fight meetings. And he was like, listen, guys. He said, all you MMA guys. He said, once, once the fight's over, when you guys get back, no more fight, no fights backstage. Fights only in the ring. I was like, duh. You know, and I think he had made a, some a lot of grammatical errors when he wrote the rules out on the board. And this, I was sitting beside another dude that was in MMA, and he like raised his hand, looked at the guy, and says like, um, "I get punched in the head for a living, and I know that that sentence does not make grammatical sense." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was just all just, and he just kept running us down, kept running us down, kept running us down. So when you are backstage and you have your hands wrapped. You then have to go have your hands checked, your wraps checked by the boxing commission before you can glove up and, and start getting ready to head out to the ring. Uh, I think my brother, Matthew, is the one who wrapped my hands. And I go up, and he had just been running his mouth for a good solid two hours, all about MMA guys, and it was everything else. So I walk up, and he's checking my hands. And we were, they had us segregated, all boxers over here and, and MMA guys over here. And I walk up and I'm showing his, and he looked at me, and that was the first thing out of his mouth. He says, You a fighter or are you MMA? I said, Nah, man, I'm a fighter. And I pointed over to the boxers and I said, Those dudes are boxers. And uh, he didn't like me after that, but he, <laughs> he, he, he had to stop like that. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, I was like, You know, you have run your mouth to us. I was like, I mean, you know, in all honesty, which one's more fighting? Yeah. You know, the sport that you can do more. You well, know? I mean, you can kind of take it this way, too. Like, I don't realize that a lot of fighting, but still. A lot of MMA guys can exist in a boxing world, but boxers can almost never exist in the MMA world. Like, yeah. No, a boxer's going to, like, our boxer's going to basically beat most MMA guys most of the time, but they can exist there. Yeah. And they can, they can get there pretty quickly because yeah. they're doing it. It's just not that's not the only thing that they do. I was about to say, yeah, but when four corners changes to eight, it's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that moment, you's like, who's going to exist better in the other yeah. world? I think that might be the better question in that respect. Yeah, like, and MMA guy's going to exist a whole lot better. All right, maybe phrasing. Not not saying you were wrong on that one, but I'm just saying. Well, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't mind saying if you're wrong, but. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, but, I can be wrong. 
I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but like, I, I imagine it's possible. That's because you agree with me so much. Though. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Apparently, Kylie's just here to laugh at our, our ramblings. Basically. Yeah. But all that to say, um, you know, as a martial artist, to be, a, at least in my opinion, to be a true martial artist and not just a fanboy of, I was really looking for a, a nice way to phrase that because none of those were coming to mind. Um, <laughs> I'll say, what's your Christian PG-13? <laughs> none of those were that. Anyway, um, instead of just being a fanboy of one martial art, you know, you should be really a student of fighting, yeah. you know, and, and realistic, reality-based fighting in any competition or anything like that should come second to it and should be an augmentation for you know your innate ability to fight you know uh so between the the smokers and some kickboxing that i did and you know it's it's been said before i I didn't lose in full contact competition you know yeah i I fought kickboxing i fought uh, mma and uh and I, I fought everything from like welterweight which is 170 pounds which is actually where i ended fighting Mm -hmm. All the way up to like heavyweight, uh, which was actually my first fight. So, you know, I, I went into my first fight. We drove to Virginia, and at that point, I didn't realize this because it's, you know, the weight classes are like 170 at welterweight, 185 is middleweight, uh, 205 like heavyweight, and then 206 and up is heavyweight. Mm-hmm. That was what I thought we were going into. We head up to Virginia, and I'm like, I'm going to go in at 185. Okay, that's cool. So I get up there, and I wasn't really cutting weight. I was just trying to be right around 185. And I thought, you know, most of the time when you go in, you weigh. If you don't make that weight, you've got an hour or so to cut. I wasn't too worried about it. This is what I'm hearing anyway. I go up there, and I come in, and I, I'm like, all right, let's get your weight. And I weigh, like, 186, heavyweight. I was like, whoa, what? He's like... 185 and up is heavyweight with this organization because it wasn't like a regulated thing in Virginia. Yeah, North Carolina, it was illegal. Yeah, <laughs> you know at the time. And I'm like, wait, I, I say, wait a second, this this something about this is not right. And uh, dude says, you know, I mean, it was my fault. He goes, did you not read this? And I said, well, I thought I did. <laughs> he said, 185, not well enough. <laughs> 185 and up is heavyweights. He goes, like, 184 to, like, theirs was, like, really weird. It was, like, 160 to 184 was their middleweights, and, like, uh, like 159 and under or something like that was their lightweights. This has been years and years ago. It's the first one I ever took. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. Okay. Um, so I got matched against, like, 225 heavyweight. Yeah. And I beat him with just a bunch of leg kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I say I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was like the, that was the coolest thing because like I'm I'm sitting there we're mixing it up and I'm like it's going fine. I mean this dude really outweighs me, but it's like it's going okay. He gets around behind me and like throws his arm over my shoulder because he didn't know what he was really doing. Yeah. That's what I really learned a lot because like he tries to choke me standing up and I sh- I did a shoulder throw. The only time I've ever done a shoulder throw in competition and. It was beautiful. I mean, if it works, it works. Like <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful. You know, he hit the ground, wham! I jump on top of him, it's like yeah. And I start punching him in the face, and then I lay back for an armbar. And the dude was like a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. and he just goes <laughs> and picks me up. I'm a full grown man, 186 pounds, and that dude freaking picked me up. 
yeah. while laying on his back. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened to me one time too, and it makes you feel like a child. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I like, jumped up and said, no. <laughs> like, I don't know you can put me down. <laughs> I stood up really fast. I'm like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. So I don't think, I don't think people understand how hard that is. Because he's oh, laying yeah. on his back, arm extended all the way out, turns his wrist and picks me up. I tried this with Kylie a couple years ago because I was telling somebody about it. I was like, yeah. I said, basically, I was like, and I could not pick her up. And I'm not, like, weak. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me when uh, when I was doing a lot of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and stuff like that. It was back in, like, 2019. I come down to about, like, 210, and I was, like, you know, abs and super sexy and whatever. <laughs> like... And uh, so I was doing competition, and I would get all the bodybuilders to come like work out with us. And it was because my buddy Joe, his brother, is yoked. Dude's huge. And so, but he wrestled a little bit in high school. So we would get on the mats and grapple. So then he would get his bodybuilder buddies to come over there because I beat them up. <laughs> and so it was like it was kind of a fun game where like they would go like really hard, and I'd be pretty chill about it, and then like choke them out and stuff. And um, and they generally like you know it was either they would come in and like do a couple sessions after that and come hang out with us or they would just get like mad and leave and then go do curls, which like by the way there's two types of people that do curls. Um, one is people that don't know what they're doing, which is the majority of them, and uh, people that do like bodybuilding competitions and they're kind of metro. But you know like, whatever, <laughs> they, I mean, do whatever you want. But like he was just here to like insult everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was like yeah, my I'm just here to throw shade. <laughs> That's it. I woke up this well. I woke up yesterday evening and chose violence. Like <laughs> I'm at no sleep and about a thousand milligrams of caffeine, and we just letting everybody get it. <laughs> so either way, um, so you know, so oh yeah, but we would bring the the bodybuilder dudes back there, and then it would be like, oh hey, your size doesn't matter as much when you have somebody that knows how to fight because like you know they've got like 50 pounds on me and it's all muscle, and they're like. Super jacked, and they got scar tissue in their butt cheeks from shooting train and stuff. Like <laughs> huge dudes. But either way, I got to throw this dude James back in an armbar, and James is jacked. James is huge. James, I, I watched him squat seven hundred and fifty pounds. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, like I was like, he's like, oh yeah, and I thought it was a joke. I was like, man, they're putting a lot of crap on that. And he's like, Ooh. and I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, James has silverback DNA. <laughs> just, I'm sure, injected into him. And, uh, dude's huge. He just runs on shark testosterone and, like, grilled chicken and rice. It's amazing. Anyway, but yeah, I throw him back in an armbar and it's, like, extended. And he straight arm picks me up with, like, all rope. Like, that's all rotator cuff. That's crazy. And I'm still 215 pounds. And his arm's <laughs> extended. And he's like, ooh. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, like he was like that hurts, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that means don't do it. <laughs> like, like just tap. There's no shame in it. Like, yeah, for me, I just like jumped up the, off the ground. I said no, and this was back when they did like the ten minute first round of crap. Yeah, and I just like moved around him and kicked him in the leg until he couldn't walk anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and he just waved off at the refs. I can't walk. <laughs> so like, and I had him in a corner. I was like, Wham! And he was like. Uh, that, that was the last one. You kind of like grab it. Done. That's enough. I was like, "Thank God," because that would have scared me to death. <laughs> yeah, dude, you feel like a child, like you know, that's what I imagine like a two-year-old getting thrown in the air. It feels like. <laughs> yep. So that was my. Uh, I never fought a heavyweight again. 
of course, I didn't mean to that time, but <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those things. So fun times. I'll say the heavyweight sucks. I, every time I ever like did any kind of competition at heavyweight, I was always on the bottom end of it. Yeah, which is like I mean, I did grappling competitions. At yeah, like which is like really cool when you're the dude on top, like sick. <laughs> like this guy's big like a turtle. You know, just get him on his back. It's hard for him to get rolled up, rolled back over. Awesome. When he's on top of you, though, and you've just got, like, this mountain of crushing weight, you're like, <laughs> like, please, sir, like, just an inch of breathing room. Like, yeah. That's not very nice, but, like. I went to this one grappling competition. We were way off subject. Oh I, went one, I went to this one grappling competition, and uh, I was about, and it was just, you know, it's weird. Everything has its own weight categories. None of it makes sense. I was, like, 210 at the and time. And everybody's just different, yeah. Yeah, and everybody's just completely different. So, um. I was about 210 at the time, and I went in, and I found out once we were there, 200 and up was super heavyweights. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. I look over. I'm 210. The closest guy to me is 280. Yep. There were like four guys in this thing, and it was like 280 to, to 310. They were all in that range. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to die. <laughs> Yeah, because all it's going to take is one of them just kind of lay on me and my leg go like to my head, you know, and I'm just going to get broken in half. Yep. <laughs> and they looked over and it's like, okay, this dude's two ten. Well, that guy over there's like one ninety nine, one ninety five, one ninety seven. You know what, dude? We're going to put you with the heavyweights. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to me. There was like me at the time. I think I weighed in at like two seventeen. And then there was 245, 280. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. <laughs> and the 245 guy was like 3% body fat. I mean, this dude was like cut. And I'm like, there's a big 245. <laughs> like, that's not, like, this dude, he ain't got no pudge. Like, I'm like, ooh. And uh, that was a dude that ended up winning it. And then the guy that was 275. He had like he was just a savant with a hip throw, like mm. nothing else I saw him do impressed me at all. Like, but he got me with a hip. You know, we're just kind of like grappling, and I'm I'm feeling him out, and I was just like, "Ooh, there's my feet." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's on top of me, and I'm like, "Crap!" Like, <laughs> we here now. <laughs> so, so this is where I did not want to be. Yeah, and it was just six minutes of me like struggling, struggling, and then I get a I get a collar choke. And it's like 10 minutes on the clock, and I'm like, I'm going to put him out. I'm going to put him out. And he just outlasted that. He like got his chin into mm-hmm. it a little bit, and I'm like, ah. So I went to the um, – you wasn't with us. Was you with us at the North Carolina Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Championships? Lewis was there. No, no, I wasn't. Okay. We had, I haven't uh, seen Lewis in years. Well, this has been years ago. Yeah. You know, I was, I was 210. I went to that one. Um, at that one, I placed third. And I remember seeing – the two guys that were like above me and this one they did not like set weight there was no you just come in and wait in and then they would kind of divide everybody out that was the way it was done it was weird but Honestly, anyway that almost sounds like a better system it, yeah and i mean i get like, it you know you could like more closely match people and but we like we that. go so in. Like, I mean, this was probably 2009, 2010. So I mean, it was that, it was that, yeah. that far ago. Um, we come in, and I, I saw this one dude, and he's like that. He was just like, Whoa, like, yeah, three like percent body fat and everything. And I looked over at Lewis. I was like, huh? 
So I wonder how much that dude weighs. Lewis says, oh, I'd say about 210. <laughs> <laughs> he was more than that. But, but yeah, it was, uh, it was him and another dude that was a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. And it was me. I was like the third like largest dude. Yeah. And then there's, there's a few other guys. Yeah, I ended up coming in Is that third. the same time you destroyed that dude's tib and fib? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No, this this tournament I took third in. Uh, that tournament I won. <laughs> with, his, with his ultra-controlled like ankle locks. There was a heel hook. But. It felt it felt really controlled. <laughs> it felt really controlled. If you slow down the footage, you really took. Your yeah, time. man. Yeah. If you t- if you just like put it in slow mo, I mean, yeah. I, t- I took forever. I gave him plenty of opportunity to tap. Yeah, point five speed. It's like primo. <laughs> I remember I came back. I was showing my instructor. I was like, "Yeah, man." I said, "I'm not right here." I said, "You see, he's going for a heel hook on me," and I'm like, Psh. "So I reach over and get his." <laughs> I was like, "You're not gonna leg lock me, dude." I know that sounds really arrogant, but I'm super competitive. Um, <laughs> like, uh, you're just not going to leg like me. So yeah, I, right. I like, reach over and I grab his. And then I'm like, now watch, I will give him like time to. T- oh, never mind. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> In that adrenalized state, man, I felt like I was like going, like, come on, dude, tap, 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 <laughs> snap. Oh, crap. But actually, what happened was like, you're not going to leg lock me. Crack. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, you're going to learn today. <laughs> I felt bad. Uh, like enjoy the wheelchair. <laughs> uh, I did feel bad on that one. I'm telling you. Now, Chris did not. Tavis and Chris rode with me. Chris said, "I know you guys. I have no idea who any of this is." Uh, but, but Chris recorded it on his phone. Yeah. And for like the 45 minutes to an hour drive back. All I heard was that happen over and over and over again. Because he was laughing and laughing hysterically. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. The good old days. God. But uh, anyway, let's way off subject, way out there. All right. So kind of trying to pull us in a little bit. You know, so I, I started off in Kyokushin Karate. Had an instructor who really cared about like doing things under pressure. Therefore, that is the way you come up because that's the way mm-hmm. I come as far as that goes, and that's the way you come up because that's the way I came up as well. Uh, and just like all of my students, just like okay, that's cool. When we hit self defense, it's pressure testing. It's always pressure testing because if it's not under pressure, if it's not real, then it's just not real. And it's also two part. On one part, it's for their benefit. On the other side, it's really fun to see them like struggle. Yeah, yeah, like you know, so like freak out just a little bit, like, like when the test starts and like you can just hear like this much poop coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, that was that was something that one of the guys said. He said if it's he looked at me one time, and said, "Well, if it's not real, then it's just not real." Yeah, like, nah, that's the truth. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's not like nobody's trying to hurt anybody. Um, I guess one time I do have half a tooth in my head still. Because of one sure. test. Well, but that was because of my brother. We're not, like, trying to injure anybody. Like, I don't like the term hurt. And I, I, it's, I have no idea. I just have a Yeah, well, that's true. Against, like, I want, yeah, like, well, I want I things to hurt a little bit. Because hurt goes away when I let go. Or, like, yeah. hurt goes away in a day. You yeah. Know? Like, being I mean, yeah, sore, if somebody like, punches hurts. me in the face. You know, I, I was joking around with some guys the other day. I was like, you know, I don't mind getting punched in the face. I yeah, really like, don't. Does it hurt? I mean, at the... Like actual definition of the word, yeah, a little bit. 
Yeah. But it goes away in 10 seconds. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, and if you're okay. sore. So injured is the, yeah. It goes away right. in a couple of days. Yeah. But, like, remembering, oh, yeah, I don't really like getting punched in the face that much, and you remember to move your head kind of stays with you forever. That's the truth. You know. That's the truth. We're not, like, trying right. to knock you out. Sometimes that happens. That's not on rare. purpose. That's very, very rare. It mostly happens to me. It's. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you been knocked out? Like, in class. In class. You rocked me pretty hard one time, but I rocked Brandon Wolf and Daniel Yeah. during black belt tests. Yeah. Well, you said especially to you, so I was like... Well, it especially happens to me. Either me getting rocked or me rocking someone else. Yeah. You've, you've caught me pretty good one time. Yeah. I recovered in a way where you didn't realize it at the time, though. I do. Yeah, you told me about it later. <laughs> yeah. yeah was, we were, like, MMA sparring, and you, like, caught me with a hook, and it dropped me, and it, I just immediately, like, took you down. Yeah. I was, <laughs> and Steven just thought... Oh, he shot in for a takedown. No, I was in recovery mode. <laughs> I was like, but when I kicked Brandon Wolf in the face that time, I really thought he was making a joke. Like, I thought he was just clowning on me. Like, and so it, there's video. He was staggering across the yeah. Floor. So I throw this, like, I mean, really a beautiful front leg roundhouse kick, and I kick him directly in the jaw. Like, as his hand comes down and he goes staggering across the floor, I thought it was a joke, so I start laughing, and there's a great video of me. Laughing at the knocked out instructor as he goes stumbling across the floor, and I look like Satan. <laughs> that was your second degree black belt test. Too. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. I'll say, yeah, uh, chipped his toe. I mean, if it was, he I said it was awesome. It. He said yeah, he was like, like nah, man, that's that's great." You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know those things. Those types of things don't. I mean, those that's very rare. You know, yeah. I'm trying to think like who I've ever knocked out in training. I knocked out my brother in training, but again, I don't think you can count those. It's my brother. Yeah, you know what I, I'm saying. Um, he definitely deserved it. Like, <laughs> I've known that man a long time. Like, yeah. <laughs> he earned it. He listens to podcasters. <laughs> yeah. You heard me, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> What's up? <laughs> he's caught me before, too. You know, yeah. he's the reason I have a half a tooth in my head. You know, nobody else. There's very few people that's like, you're one of them, mm-hmm. like, that we have just, like, you know, we're cool enough that we're just going to throw. You know, yeah, and right. that's but that's rare, <laughs> and most people don't do that. Scott caught me one time, and it was like I saw the tunnel. <laughs> well, Scott's one of those guys. Like if you get him, he's gonna get you back. Yeah. <laughs> and we were, yeah, it was that one. We were throwing like hard, yeah. and he comes through and just like straight boom, and I just eat all of it, and I'm like, woof. I, my world got about this big. It looked like a 1950s television. Yeah. Like, it was like, <laughs> And then it slowly came back, and you know I've been dropped three times, and two of those were in training because one of them was Matthew, mm-hmm. one of them was you, and then I did get caught in a kickboxing match with like a spinning hook kick, and I hated myself for getting caught with a spinning hook kick. I fell on my butt and then hopped right back up. Oh man, I was pissed. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the center ref was like, no, like trying to give me my standing eight count. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm ready to go. Let's just go. Come on, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> But you gonna hit me with that spin? <laughs> it's like my gosh! I just knew he was going for a spinning back, so I dropped my hands to cover because he had already thrown some like a lot of kicks to the body and stuff. And he, so he'd he, set it up. Well. Oh, he like, set it yeah. up really well. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Big ups to that guy. So that was the only time I ever had a draw in a fight. Yeah, I've never been like knocked out, knocked out. I haven't either. Like, yeah. No, I've been like I said, I've been dropped three times. I've been choked out like a handful of times, <laughs> like. No. It's really relaxing. Yeah. yeah. Like, you wake up. Last time I got choked out, I was like, I thought I was at home. And I got 
chokes out like and it was like you know my buddy said in the choke it was deeper in poetry and I'm like <laughs> and I'm over here and I'm like oh I fell to the wrong side I need to start remedial action and like and it was literally like okay I need to grab the gi sleeve and pull over and I got to grab the gi sleeve <laughs> and then it was nap time and, was like, and so I'm like sitting there and I'm just trying to grab you know my body's still like gi sleeve <laughs> But the brain's not there no more, so it's just like me loosely grabbing for this geese leaf. And I thought, like, I heard everybody, like, talking, but I thought I had fallen asleep at home with the TV on. <laughs> and it was, like, the TV going, and then I was like, you know, and then, like, you know, I was getting, like, smacked in the face and stuff. I'm like, why is my bed blue? Oh, dang it. Like, I got choked out again. Like, you just, you know, you come back. I've choked a couple out too, though. I choked one guy out bad. It was it's his own fault. For the record, it's one thing if you get choked out because you're too stupid to tap. Like where I like I got choked out because I'm too dumb to realize I'm being choked out and not like I need to work through this. It's like you know I could have been like, oh okay, it wasn't like a pride thing. I wasn't like afraid to admit it. That dude chokes me out all the time. It's what he does. He's a <laughs> but, like, but like, I'm too dumb to like realize that. Oh yeah, I'm also being choked, and I'm not getting any more oxygen to my brain. And if I don't tap, I'll pass out and die. Like, <laughs> you know. And luckily, my training partners are really good dudes, and they're like, oh yeah, he's not moving anymore. We should let him go. But uh, I had a buddy that I trained with. And his favorite thing to do, if you caught him in a choke, was he would relax and just pretend like he... If he couldn't get out of it, like if he knew he's like, it's way too deep, it ain't going to happen. He'd just relax and pretend like he didn't have it. And it happened to me. He got me with it twice. I just let it go. <laughs> like, and like one time he was purple. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and we're like, you know, going. And I'm like, bro, are you good? And he's like, mm, yeah, give me a thumbs up and like shake his head. And I'm like... Okay, and then I'd let it go, and he'd be like, "Why'd you let that go, bro? You're choking the crap out of me." And I'm like, "What?" Like, you know, and just so you know, and you let it go. And then you have to keep keep grappling and stuff. So I realized that wasn't going to happen. So I had his back. I said, "Not today." And I get a collar, and I get a collar choke in, and I mean, I set that thing like deeper than Einstein's rules of relativity. Like we're in there, I sunk that bad boy in, and he just relaxed because he knew he wasn't getting out of it. And I still didn't think I had that thing. So I was like, I'm going to double down on it. I switched that to bow and arrow choke. I'm choking the crap out of them. I think I don't have the bow and arrow choke deep enough. So I roll over into side control. And I've got his gi pushed to the ground. And I'm like, and I have started his head like a freaking lawnmower. And then I'm like, what am I doing wrong, bro? And I let it go. And he starts going (laughs) on the floor. And I was like. Ooh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man! So I, you know, I'm like about two seconds from like yelling, be like, Austin, go get my CPR face mask. I killed him. Like, you know? so I'm like a few minutes. Away, I'm checking his paws, making sure I'm not having to do like chest compressions. He's not breathing. He's got like, you know, he's got snoring respirations. And I'm like, come on, bro, come on, like, you know. And I'm like smacking him, and you know, somebody's picked up his legs, and he eventually comes back, and he has no idea where he is. And then him and the coach had to go talk. He was like, you got to quit doing that you're gonna get killed like, like, i probably choked him every bit of 45 seconds oh like, like i choked him so long like d- a dangerous amount of time long so like, the, yeah the, the the whole moral to that story is tap if someone catches you in a choke tap. yeah like he forgot high school algebra like, long yeah um, <laughs> bad gosh yeah tap sometimes it happens and like you know you're like 
your brain's not thinking like, oh, well, he got me. Your brain's thinking like remedial action, <laughs> and you'll go out. That that does happen. Yeah. And that's not that dangerous. Usually they just kind of let you go. Don't do it out of pride, though. That's dumb. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I One time, um, and if he listens to this podcast, I'm sorry. Um, only one time did I ever, like, just sat there and in pride say, no, I'm not going to let you choke me. And um, I was actually training a kid at the time who had this aspirations of being an MMA fighter. And I knew there was no freaking way he was going to ever be. He didn't have the drive. He didn't have the willingness to work. He didn't. He was just he was just a dreamer of a kid. Yeah. But he thought it was really cool. But he thought it was awesome. And he thought it was really cool. Exactly. He catches me in a guillotine choke, and I'm like, there is no freaking way in this world this kid's never tapped me, and he's not going to tap me today. Not going to give him that satisfaction. And I fought through it, I fought through it, and I finally got my head out. And then I beat him. But then the next morning when I woke up, I could not lift my head off. (laughs) I was like, I woke up and I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) It's like. I think I broke my neck. <laughs> and I like reach over and I grab my head and I lift myself up off. And I'm like, okay. But I mean, I was like, I had basically no use of my neck that day. Hey, you know, that happens sometimes. Yeah. So don't do that. Either. That was dumb. You know? Yeah. But I'm mean, like, I'm just, you know, I had my reasons. They weren't necessarily good reasons, but I had my reasons. Um, all right. We're, we're way out there again. Uh, <laughs> It's been fun, though. Sometimes it'll be like that. Yeah, well, you know, we might have to come back for part two. Uh, that might just be the best way to go about it. It's just like, let's just go to part two. Yeah, let's let's just end it right there, and let's come back next week, and let's kind of continue the conversation, and uh, and also talk about, like, we've talked about our history. we talked about some fun stories. we talked about some stupid stuff, uh, but let's try to talk about, like, kind of where we were going and the fact of, like, if you're in a martial art, you know where that needs to go. All right, guys. So uh, thank you very much for watching. We forgot to mention our sponsor. So sorry. Go check out faithandfreedom.clothing. Um, and you'll see they've actually expanded their T-shirt offerings. So there is like, there's some Christian T-shirts on there. There's some patriotic T-shirts. There is some uh, martial arts T-shirts now. Woo-hoo. <laughs> and, and and some new coffee t-shirts as well so i really like there's one that says uh, coffee because it's 6 a.m somewhere <laughs> <That's fair. Yeah. laughs> all right so thank you guys very much for listening or watching and uh, we'll see you in the next one bye later thank you for listening to the impact defense podcast If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.